Well, I think Hetchmoot is a feast. Like we believe everybody is creative and therefore everybody is welcome to the feast. Hey, come on in. This is the second episode of our second season of UTR Media's Green Room Door. Hi, I'm Dave Trout, and I love to take you behind the scenes so you can get to know the heart behind the best music being made today. If you missed our last episode, check it out. It was an incredible conversation with David Zack of Remedy Drive. I've met a lot of musicians who use their platform for advocacy work. But this was the first artist I've interacted with who occasionally goes undercover on international sting operations to rescue girls from human trafficking. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Amazing stuff. Today, something a bit different. We take you behind the scenes to get to know the heart of an event. It's an amazing gathering hosted annually in Franklin, Tennessee by The Rabbit Room. It's called Hutchmoot. Yes, we're going to dive deep in so that even if you weren't there, you'll walk away, hopefully, getting a good sense of why this annual conference is so special to so many. Uh, We're going to incorporate not just one guest on today's show, but over a dozen contributors who are at this year's Hutchmoot. Some of them include... Andy from Houston, Texas. I'm Adam Whipple from Knoxville, Tennessee. So I'm Brenda, and I'm from uh, Canada, Toronto. Stephen Kratz, South Carolina. My name is Ethan Smith, and I'm from Idaho. John Barber from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, My name is Hope Newman-Kemp, and I come from Burlington, North Carolina. I'm Zach Smith from Fort Worth, Texas. Plus, we'll talk with one of this year's featured artists, the Gray Havens, and the co-founders of Hutchmoot, Pete and Andrew Peterson. Let's jump into our audio recap of Hutchmoot 2018. But first, a little bit of history. The Rabbit Room was founded by Andrew Peterson in, I think, either 2006 or 2007. And it was initially uh, a website and collaborative blog, which evolved into an online store, which evolved into a printing press, which evolved into a full-scale nonprofit organization. But one of the signatures of the organization is this annual gathering of people from all over the country, all over the world, really, called Hutchmoot. And you might be saying, what in the world is a Hutchmoot? Good question. Um, I think it's like uh, kind of elfish Narnian language (laughs) that means safe haven for rabbits, something like that. So uh, that's kind of where it came from. Of course, the folks in the rabbit room are quite the wordsmiths. So... um, Uh, And this is the ninth consecutive year that they've held the event and, yes, the ninth consecutive sellout. The demand for this event has taken on legendary status. Now, I remember walking through year by year. uh, The first year, surprisingly to everyone, it sold out in, I think it was about six or seven days. And then the, the next year, it sold out in just about six or seven hours and then the year after that, it was six or seven minutes. And and then it even got to the point where it sold out in less than 30 seconds. Now, if you ask five different people who have been there, what is Hutchmoot? 
you might get five different answers because everybody experiences it in their own unique way. And uh, and it's actually an event that's kind of hard to put into words in, in the best way possible. So just to give us some sort of baseline, I'm going to read what it says on the rabbitroom.com website about Hutchmoot. It says, Hutchmoot is a conference for anyone and everyone. It's a celebration of story, art, music, food, faith, and fellowship. Whether you're a theologian, an accountant, a writer, a mom, a student, or a musician, Hutchmoot has something for everyone, and everyone has something for Hutchmoot. And something that I'm just personally adding on, it's not on the website, or at least not explicitly, is that this is really a gathering of people who have a deep appreciation for uh, the creative arts through the lens of faith. So if you love movies or books or music or poetry or paintings or sculpture or even the culinary arts and people who love really good stories, A, you'll find something to geek out about at Hutchmoot, and B, you will find a tribe, you'll find fellow people who love some of the things that you love and you'll realize that you're not alone or you're not as weird as you maybe thought you were. Okay, I'm glad that we got um, kind of a baseline description of the event out of the way, uh, mainly because, especially if you're like new to this, a first time hearing about Hutchmoot, it's good to at least know the context. But we want to get past descriptives, so we're going to turn the corner and dive more into the essence of the event and really what people experience while you're there. Uh, I was there uh, for uh, the event. It was earlier this month, October 4th through the 7th in uh, Franklin, Tennessee. And uh, I had a a chance to um, kind of share a little bit with UTR. I'll talk a little bit later about a special showcase event that we were able to host. Uh, But also, I got to talk to a bunch of people while I was there. I carried my recorder around and... um, So we're going to hear from folks who are going to give you a little bit more insight into Hutchmoot. And our first guest is John Barber, who is someone who has been to every single Hutchmoot and serves on their volunteer staff team. Um, and, And so I asked him to kind of give us an idea of the DNA of this event. I guess the best thing about Hutchmoot, the thing at the core of Hutchmoot, is that it doesn't really matter uh, if you're a great artist or a great writer or a great musician. What matters is that you share in God's vision for sharing creation. And that's what brings all of us together in this place. And uh, whether you're, you've got records that are on the merch table or whether you're a closet poet, uh, you have a place here. I guess for me, the problem is choosing one example of a little gem of a moment. There's so many in, in, a, in every Hutchmoot. Um, this year, what I remember is hearing all kinds of new voices. Um, we had big names on the stage, but we also had some bands and artists I'd never heard of. And I'm always blessed to hear uh, new talent uh, arise at Hutchmoot. It, it's, uh, it means so much to me. Yeah, one of the cool things is that UTR was able to play a role in bringing some new voices to the stage this year. And we'll talk a little bit about UTR's special showcase that we did uh, later in the episode. Um, I forgot to mention in the intro that 
Uh, this is the ninth year of the event, but and I have personally been there. Uh, this is the fifth time uh, that I've gone. And uh, one of uh, the folks that I met, I think it was the very first time I went to Hutchmoot in 2011. And we immediately connected and started featuring his music on the old Under the Radar show. And then had him in concert several times, brought him to escape to the lake several times is Adam Whipple, who I'm grateful that he was there as a presenter once again. So I asked Adam, what is something that keeps him coming back year after year? I think you come back to Hutchmoot to, to be specifically reminded of the things that you know to be true. That, the king of all creation is not just good, but he is prodigal in his goodness and he's excessive in his beauty and that that sort of thing cannot be maintained or contained and it overflows like, uh, like the cup in Psalm 23. Uh, everything is so concentrated. Can I tell like a Oh, yeah. super quick story. Oh, we got um, as much room as you want. Okay, um, so I made I made this cake uh, one time that I'd gotten out of a, a cookbook, and it's a fondant. It's a flourless cake, and it's uh, extremely rich. And my family never had it before. And I gave a piece to my dad, who is a great lover of good food, and he ate about half of it, a little piece. And he was going, man, that's like, I can't even finish it. It's so rich that I can't even finish. Um, and I think at the end of this weekend of Hutchmood, that's how everybody is, that there's there is so much beauty and wonder and majesty and, and that is uh, that is conveyed alongside and through all this truth that uh, it's it's so rich that it conveys really our inability to hold the um, within ourselves uh, the truth of who God is and the love of God that that automatically is so much and so great that it's going to overflow. Nice. Thanks, Adam, for that. And we move from a couple of longtime attendees to a first timer. And I asked Brenda from Toronto uh, what she was walking away with after her time at Hutchmoot. Yeah, so I think as my first, this is my first time attending Hutchmoot. Um, so I think, um, first of all, there's, I guess, two parts. One, there's a deep sense of thankfulness just to have been invited um, to kind of, as we did, taste and see that God is good. Um, and so through conversation and um, through being challenged and through eating, um, just a reminder of this is a glimpse of what it means to be part of the kingdom of God, to be part of the family. And then I think the other thing that I'm taking away is just, um, yeah, what does it mean to be a steward? So as someone who is not um, a published or professional artist or even have a craft that would be deeply sellable or marketable, um, or at least not yet, <laughs> I think for me it's what does it mean for me to be a steward of those who have been gifted with this? Um, and so even things like, you know, so how do I then get involved in giving money, you know, for the project 
as an example of like, because I want to, I want to steward what this is doing as we remind and invite people into the beauty of Jesus. Very cool. Well, next we talk with the guy who started the whole thing. Uh, yep, Mr. Andrew Peterson, um, who is the founder of the Rabbit Room, and uh, along with the help of his brother, among others, got Hutchboot started back in 2010. And, uh, you know, as an event planner, and, and I have done event organizing myself, I I know that your perspective can be a little bit different uh, being behind the scenes and kind of being on the inside. And so I was really intrigued to get his take on a, specifically this event and some of the highlights for him. Uh, I think one, one of possibly my favorite thing of the weekend was listening to Andy Crouch talk mm. last night. And last night after everything was over back at our house with the people that are staying with us, we were talking about uh, the thing that we took away from what he had to say. And I, the recurring theme was when he talked about how um, you, in order to be a trustee, you have to forgive the institution. I don't know if you remember that, oh, but yeah. where he's talking about if you want to be a person who's a part of the thing, you have to also learn how to forgive it mm-hmm. so that it can be what it is. And he was talking about it in context of the church. And mm-hmm. I, I was so, I wanted to jump out of my seat and say yes, because the church gets a bad rap these days. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I see people online say, ah, oh, the church, Christians, blah, blah, blah. And I just came from the IJM global gathering of 5,000 Christians who are the largest organization on the planet Earth that has rescued more sex trafficking, trafficking victims in the world. Is it, It's the church, right? Mm-hmm. And so when people say that they're done with church, I just want to say... Well, which church are you talking about? You know what I mean? And so hearing Andy kind of affirm that and say that, no, she's not perfect. Like, and, and even, and this is probably too much for your thing, but the oh, Stephen Trafton talking when he was in doing Paul just now, where he was yeah. talking about presenting the bride, you know, blameless and spotless and beautiful. And like, we're in this process yeah. of being made beautiful. And, uh, and along the way, we don't give up on her. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I loved about it. And as we think about highlights from this month's Hutchmoot, uh, and I'm not just saying this to be a booty kisser, but uh, a lot of folks would say that uh, the Resurrection Letters concert uh, with Andrew Peterson on the first night, October 4th, was definitely a highlight of the whole gathering. And um, I recorded this clip just to give you a taste of what it sounded like in the audience. Obviously, uh, the recording does not do it justice. It's it's not the highest quality recording, but I uh, just thought it would be nice to add a little taste of music to the show. So uh, here is a live performance from the Hutchmoot main stage of Andrew Peterson and band performing maybe next year from his project Resurrection Letters Volume One.
know if you could pick it out here on the live recording but um there was this kind of beautiful underling of an accordion throughout that song and ben shive is the one that came out as a guest musician uh he produced the resurrection letters volume one album and um uh, did a nice job played played actually a couple songs on the stage and uh speaking of highlights of hutch moot one one of my personal favorite highlights that I'll, i'll probably just never forget uh was a special award that they gave in the middle of this uh, concert from Andrew Peterson. This was the first time they gave out a new award um, that they plan to give annually. It's called the Resonator Award, which they uh, plan to give to a person or organization who exemplifies uh, a selfless attitude when it comes to um, art and creativity and beauty uh, that they use their platform to help um, resonate the good work that others are doing. And this for this very first award, the inaugural uh, Resonator Award, they uh, presented it to Ben Shive. 
And for the framework, Ben is an amazing guy, uh, family man, has a wife and four kids. Uh, he's an elder at his church, uh, and he has worked with a who's who's list uh, within the uh, the music industry. He has um, produced albums uh, for artists like Jenny and Tyler, uh, Ren Collective, Matt Wirtz, Mark Martell, all, I'm pretty sure all the Slugs and Bugs projects, Ellie Holcomb, The Grey Havens, Colony House, Krista Wells, John Tibbs, Mercy Me, Brandon Heath, Melanie Penn, of course, Andrew Peterson, and I think I'm leaving out about a dozen or two additional artists. Uh, and um, they beautifully uh, presented some of Ben's um, just amazing lyrics that he's written over the years. Um, uh People flooded the stage who have worked with Ben, like Eric Peters, J.J. Heller, Randall Goodgame, Reed Arvin, Son of Laughter, uh, and a bunch of others. Um, it was a really special time. So uh, the one part I want to play for you is actually the most radio-unfriendly part, but uh, it'll give you, I think, the essence of what this award is all about, which is sort of the final presentation and the applause and the respect shown from this amazing Hutchmoot community. I speak for literally thousands of people when I say that my faith has been edified and my life enriched and my love for Christ and his church strengthened by this man. I truly believe he's an exemplar of what it means to serve the kingdom of God with his gifting and to do so joyfully, with integrity, with excellence, and with love. On behalf of the Reverend community, it brings me great pleasure to present the Resonator Award to my friend Ben Shad. So fun. Uh, it was just such a memorable moment that I'm glad you get to uh, get a taste of it. Um, a well-deserved honor for Ben Shive. And yes, uh, I, I purposefully knew that playing all that applause creates kind of an awkward radio moment because you're not used to listening to that much applause. But that was a full minute and 20 seconds of a standing ovation. Just a show of respect and love 
for for Ben. Um, something else special happened uh, that first night of Hutchmoot. Uh, before Andrew Peterson took the stage, the opening act for the concert was the Grey Havens, who just that week released their brand new album, She Waits. It's awesome. You must check it out if you haven't. And I had a chance to chat backstage with Dave Radford of the Grey Havens and ask him what he thinks is one of the key benefits of the Hutchmoot gathering. That's such a good question. I mean, it almost really gets at the heart of what is the benefit and good of creating story, song, um, art. And because that is what, through through a redemptive kind of lens and, and, and canvas or palette, if you want to call it that. So, um, I think there's, there's two parts to that. So what is the good of art and, and beauty and all those things? And I, and, and I'll just say our mission, I think it's Hutchmoots as well. It's just like those things have the ability uniquely art, music story have a unique kind of like nameless, but universal quality and ability to get at the human heart in a way that mere whether conversation dogma uh, even preaching sometimes or or whatever cannot do like there's an avenue that that will take that is not traveled by any of these other um ways at, at reaching your heart and so um so that's why it needs to exist just art, all those things. Hutchmoot is a is a concentrated kind of gathering where that is upheld and and appreciated as a good thing and affirmed and valued. And it's it's good. I mean that that's why conferences exist. It's like a recharge for everybody that's doing that um, to say this is valuable. This is good. This is um, worth your time and energy and effort. Uh, but it's just also good to to for community um to do all those things together to to remember why it is that we're doing i mean even talking about this i'm 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 kind of remembering those Mm -hmm. things again where i I know those things to be true but wow yeah this is that's why this is important so i think that's why it's good that that hutchmoot exists Ah, I love it. Of course, there's a lot of great music at Hutchmoot, but also um, they celebrate all different kinds of artistic and creative expressions. And one of the um, wonderful visual artists who um, had a booth there and uh, Stephen Kratz from South Carolina, um, you might recognize him for a couple of reasons, or at least recognize his work. Um, he He's the guy who actually designed the Hutchmoot poster for this year, and also he designed uh, the Behold the Lamb of God poster uh, for last year's tour, and he designed the cover art of Resurrection Letters Volume 1 from Andrew Peterson. So I asked Stephen... Um, who this was his first time here. So I really wanted to get his take on what he thinks is the essence of this gathering. Uh, So in uh, Babette's feast, after the end of the feast, the general uh, makes a remark to the effect of tonight, I believe all things are possible. And 
coming into this community, being at this event has made me feel that way. You know, I, I think I can leave here and, and face anything and I'm more prepared to create. So what sets this event apart from vocational gatherings that I've been a part of uh, is that there isn't a sense of competition at all um, because people are gathered with the understanding that we're under a common authority. Uh, there's a baseline humility that exists for everyone coming into the room. There are people of, of various levels of skill, uh, people of different ages, um, but there is a commonality and an understanding that um, we're, we're on common ground. Um, we, we're all in need of grace. And um, yeah. Ah, this is so fun. Recapping Hutchmoot 2018, uh, an incredible event that happened earlier this month in the Nashville area. Um, and uh, there is a website if you want to dig in for more information about uh, the, the event. It's hutchmoot.com. You can also go to rabbitroom.com and learn more about the folks putting on the event. Uh, and we still have a lot more to come. We'll tell you about what's coming up in the second half in just a minute. If you're a bit new to who we are, UTR Media is here to celebrate and cultivate community around well-crafted, faith-inspired music. We produce four podcasts, including this one. We do long form video interviews, live concert events, uh, album downloads, and just starting last month, uh, we now curate a playlist on Spotify. You can find it, the Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist, and enjoy gourmet music wherever you're going. Um, all of our content is free, and you can learn, learn more about us or find the content at utrmedia.org. Now, when we come back in the second half of this podcast, we're going to be featuring another live musical performance from the Hutchmoot stage. And we'll get some attendee testimonials, and we'll be talking to the guy in charge. Mr. Pete Peterson will be joining us in the second half. Yeah, so don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be back with this special edition of Green Room Door. This UTR podcast is sponsored by New Frame Creative, a Christian-owned, full-service digital marketing solution offering website design, branding, SEO, video production, and more. And yes, they designed the new UTR media logo and website. Check out their services and portfolio at newframecreative.com. Here's singer-songwriter Randall Goodgame. I believe the world is a better place because UTR Media is in it. And really, it comes from the passion of Dave Trout and his vision. He's really single-handedly curated a new genre of music for that you really couldn't ever find in one place before, where it's thoughtful, inspiring, creative music that all beats with the heart of the gospel. So my favorite artists are all congregated here. And um, it's people that take faith seriously, but also know that they live in, the, in a real material world. And so the people that are on UGR Media sing about the joys and the trials of the human experience. There's just nothing else like it. I'm so grateful for you, Dave Trout, and for UGR Media. 
You can learn more about our ministry or begin supporting at utrmedia.org. So glad you're with us as we recap Hutchmoot 2018 on this special edition of Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and I almost didn't get to go to this year's event. Um, now, first of all, uh, yeah, I did not have trips to conferences budgeted in our annual budget, which uh, began in January. A couple of doors of opportunity opened that looked promising, uh, but I would need some special funds to be able to do it. And nine families just quietly, without a big fundraising drive or anything, just quietly gave money to help create this special fund. And it allowed me to go to uh, one conference in Nashville in May. Uh, But then after that conference, we had this huge, unexpected website accounting glitch that knocked almost all of our monthly recurring donors out of our system. And that is the number one way we get support here at UTR. Um, So uh, we were just thrown for a loop and in many cases it took folks two three four months to re-sign up and get back on track with their giving for us but that created a huge hole um, that we weren't expecting and anything left in that special fund basically got used up as an emergency fund so it looked like Hutchmoot might be off the table But I presented the need again, and three of the families that had already given a gift decided to give more, and even more generously. I was blown away by the kindness of these folks who just really not only blessed us, but gave us the opportunity to go to Hutchmoot this year, to be a part, and we were able to present Uh, a special music showcase event on the third night, which we'll talk about here in the second half of the show. But I am just blown away at that. I was able to go to this event on the wings of generosity. It literally changed the outlook and perspective I had the whole time I was there. I was able to focus more. I was able to have more fun actually. And just knowing that this entire trip was a gift that I was able to just have open hand and open heart uh, during the whole time. Let's start the second half by talking to the man in charge. Yes, I was able to corner Pete Peterson. If you're not aware, that's Andrew Peterson's brother. And Pete Peterson is the executive director of The Rabbit Room. And I was able to corner Pete, even though he was the busiest man of the week, Uh, And just ask him if he could give us a sense of what he would say is the heart and essence of this event. Well, I think Hetchmoot is a feast. We call it a a conference for everyone. And what we mean by that is uh, it's not just for folks who are creative. Like we believe everybody is creative and therefore everybody is welcome to the feast. Yeah. How's that? That's good. (laughs) That's good. Like how, how much work behind the scenes like how what does the prep look like leading up to the event uh, it takes all year like le- we literally are already planning next year such moot um so for the, a lot of the year it's just managing details and then the closer you get to it things begin to ramp up decorations are being created artists are being confirmed booking hotels are being are happening i mean it's a lot a lot of work we have this year for instance we have 46 speakers and that doesn't include musicians and then we have another 40 or 50 uh, volunteers and staff. 
you know, and most of these people have to be lodged. You know, we fly people in from all over the world. And yeah, it's just a lot of coordination. And then my favorite part is just the work of shaping the experience for people, which is what really gets me excited about it. Um, it's almost like a theater in a sense. And that, uh, you know, you're not just putting together a series of things. You're consciously thinking about how these things relate to one another and how they're providing an experience for people over time so that hopefully the whole thing culminates in something that is beautiful and fulfilling. Uh, we hope that happens. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm ultimately not in charge of whether it does. I'm just kind of in charge of providing the palette and then letting the Holy Spirit use, the, use it for what he wants to yeah, good stuff. Uh, one of the litmus tests for me, uh, for any organization on their health, um, especially gospel-centered organizations, is how well are they welcoming new people to the table? How how welcoming is the community to folks who have not been a part of it at all? And so uh, we talked to uh, one of the youngest attendees at the event, 18 years old, came by himself from Boise, Idaho. Ethan Smith, I got to hang out a lot with him uh, that week. And um, so I asked Ethan even just why he came in the first place. I came to Hutchmoot because I was in search of community and a place where I could interact with people with similar passions and an interest in Christian music, Christian literature. Uh, Christian art. So this has just been a really, really growing experience for me. I feel like I've really found what I came and what I was looking for. Um, there's just all the people here have just been so encouraging, uh, encouraging me and my interests, uh, opening my eyes to more um, beautiful art that fellow believers are making. And it's been just a really revolutionary experience for me. I feel like um, at, at the age that I'm at right now, I and in the area that I'm at, I don't have a lot of peers that are interested in similar things uh, and have a uh, passion for the arts. And so coming here, I feel like I have realized that uh, no matter what age you are, there is something to be learned um, and there is something that you can teach through your example and through the way you live your life. And I also feel like uh, something that's really just been impressed on my mind throughout the conference has been uh, this, this idea that um, we need to be heard or need to be seen. And I think this idea of being known is, is very closely linked with that. And, and it, I think, stems from our desire that others should see our art, hear our music, and and give us feedback, give us um, validation. And I think we are all searching for that validation. And though we should ultimately find that in Christ, I feel like a community like this, for someone as young and just novice as I am, uh, that means a lot to me to be able to find people that I can make art for and know that they're gonna listen to it, know that they're going to read it or see it or what have you. So. Yeah, now we move to another Hutchmoot first-timer. It's Hope Newman-Kemp from North Carolina. The way it has felt to me, it's like, uh, I don't know if any if you've lived in a foreign country before. I have. And so you're learning the way, you're learning the culture, you're learning all of that. And if you're there long enough to learn the language, and then you're out about one afternoon and you hear your native tongue somewhere. And you, oh, who is that? Where is that? I, I understand that. And you've just been lonely for 
that kind of home and you just forgot how lonely you were for because you were working so hard to be in doing what you were doing and you realize oh there's someone else that's here you know even temporarily it's a, a time to get together just let me let me hear your let me hear my name my words you know let me hear the same words that we're saying in the tongue that i can understand i came expecting and hopeful for a real kind of direction plan mm. um even nine ten steps out and i realized as soon as i got here that's not what this was going to be and I, and i'm leaving now <clears throat> with more with a mindset of instead of like what can i do now to get into a certain place i'm leaving more with a mindset of what can i do to dig a trench from this community and this way of thinking into my world and my circumstances and my community mm. and you know to dig that trench to make some sort of ir irrigation plan so the whole there's still a, a, a hopeful plan that i'm trying to think about but it's more directed toward a, a different relationship than what i had before and i didn't get a direction plan but i see now that was the same kind of question job asked of god mm. and god just gave him himself and i see that that is all I know now mm. about myself and the direction plan that I have is, is number one, it's all consecrated to the Lord. It's all for the use of building his, his kingdom, and it's all for his glory. Beyond that, I don't know, because it's okay for it to unfold as I go about those things and, and go about that focus. It's okay for my art to unfold and remember that I'm still just in the middle of the story. We're all just still in the middle of the story. Oh, so well said. And uh, one guy I got to meet many years ago in the Rabbit Room and Hutchmoot community was Andy Tate from Houston, Texas. Since then, he has become a regular supporter of UTR Media. It was great to get to hang out with him. And so I asked Andy, uh, what was one of the highlights for this year's event? I think one of my favorite things over this past weekend has been meeting and getting to know the lesser known people that I would say have a lot of talent and gifting that the world may never hear about. Mm. Um, partly because they may be shy, they may not have an avenue where they can get their stuff out there. Um, but being able to hear them personally and encourage them in their art and be able to be gifted myself in hearing someone's book that they're writing, a poem, a song, um, and be able to sit with them and hear their journey, hear where they've come from, and just be able to encourage them to continue in their art. Nice. And that is a perfect segue to uh, what we got to host on October 6th, uh, kind of the late night session called Lanyap, which is a kind of a Cajun word that means a little something extra. And so the Lanyap this year was hosted by UTR Media. Yes, we w were so grateful to have a, uh, Pete Peterson and the Rabbit Room invite us to be a part of the event in, in official capacity. Um, so I got to MC the event and kind of organize uh, this music showcase, um, which was just compacted into one hour, but we were still able to feature um, just some incredible music from Eric Peters, Arthur Alleygood, Drakeford, Bretton Cox, Wild Harbors, and Son of Laughter. And, uh, the last guy I just mentioned, um, he performed a couple of songs that are unreleased. 
and also gave us permission to play the live recording of one of his uh, brand new unreleased songs called The Great One. And uh, Chris Slayton, a.k.a. Son of Laughter, does a great job of just setting up the song. So uh, we're going to play that part of the audio as well. I was inspired to write a hymn for Caesar Augustus. He didn't have enough Christmas hymns for him. Uh, And so that was already destined to be a failed hymn. One of the things that inspired him was that I learned that his name was not originally Caesar Augustus. It was Octavian, which just means number eight. It's not a very flattering name. Um, And uh, he changed it, uh, or it was given to him as he came into power. And it means Caesar the Great One. Uh, And I've read too that uh, at the time, uh, the coins uh, had printed on them his, his image uh, and Caesar the Great One. Uh, but at the time when Jesus held up the coin and said, uh, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, the coin likely had the inscription on it as well, Caesar the Great One, Son of God. Um, which is interesting to think about that dynamic. So this is called the Great One. Kingdom 
Amen. Uh -huh. 
Oh, amazing. Good stuff there from Chris Slayton, a brand new song, uh, actually an unreleased song. It's going to be on a future album, which is he's in the process of still writing and working on. Um, but you also heard Wild Harbors doing background vocals on that song, The Great One. Oh, so good. It was a part of our special event that um, we were invited to do on night number three at Hutchmoot. Um, it was the UTR Media Land Yap Showcase. And oh, I'm telling you, all the artists who performed did such an amazing job. Um, I wish I had the foreknowledge to have recorded all of them because they, they all just knocked it out of the park. And I had a blast. It was just a thrill um, to be able to um, kind of just present this music on the main stage. So who knows? I, I Selfishly, I hope that uh, we are invited to do more things like this or even be a part of Hutchmoot in this way in future years. We'll see how it all plays out. But I, for one, just had a blast. It was one of the highlights of my whole year. Of course, one of the main things that uh, is a, an essential ingredient of Hutchmoot is community and friendships. And many friendships get formed and built at Hutchmoot. In fact, many marriages have even happened through uh, meetings at Hutchmoot. Uh, but one of um, one of those friends that even has lasted through many years is the next guy we're going to hear. Zach Smith is from Fort Worth, Texas, and I think he's been to almost all, if if not all, of the Hutchmoots through the years. I met him, I believe, the very first time I went to Hutchmoot, which was 2011. And um, so it's been a lot of years, and, and we've just been able to keep in touch. It's always great when we get to see each other face-to-face, too. Um, it's just great to hang with him. And we have featured his music on UTR. He's the principal songwriter and the front man for the Walla recovery. So I asked Zach why he keeps coming back to Hutchmoot. Sure. Yeah. I come to Hutchmoot because I want to learn about new art that I'm probably going to like that I haven't heard of before. Um, I want to discover the artists that made it and where it came from and why they created it. And I want to connect with other people who also enjoy those things. It's great. Lots of conferences are just packed uh, and you're just going nonstop. Uh, at Hutchmoot, there's a tremendous amount of information and wisdom that's shared uh, and you get an equal amount of opportunity to have conversations with really interesting people um, about that content. And uh, that's what I love about it. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this insider's look at Hutchmoot 2018. Um, Maybe you've heard of Hutchmoot through the years and just wanted to know a bit more about the essence of the event. Or maybe it's brand new information to you. You've never heard of this before, but, but if you are someone who loves music and poetry and art and literature, maybe this sounds like your people, your tribe. Um, I encourage you to get more information. Um, Hutchmoot.com is the website, or of course, the folks that put it on the Rabbit Room, you can go to rabbitroom.com, and we will link to those uh, resources in our show notes. 
Um, and if you are interested in going in future years to Hutchmoot, um, usually tickets go on sale right around March 1st. So I suggest that you either subscribe to the Rabbit Room's newsletter or keep in touch with them on social media, um, especially as we get closer to that date, because um, they will give a specific date and time that tickets will go on sale. And like I said at the beginning, it usually sells out in less than one minute. So uh, you got to act <laughs> real fast to get your tickets reserved. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this second episode of our second season of Green Room Door. And uh, we could not do this episode without the help of a tremendous amount of people. So thank you to Pete Peterson, Andrew Peterson, Son of Laughter, Dave from the Grey Havens, and all of our contributors who uh, gave us perspectives about Hutchmoot, including John, Brenda, Ethan, Andy, Zach, Hope, Stephen, and Andy. I mentioned earlier that my trip to Hutchmoot was on the wings of generosity, which is very true. But it's also good to remember that the existence of this podcast, the fact that we're releasing this very episode, is on the wings of generosity because uh, as a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, uh, we rely on the support of listeners just like you to help uh, continue to produce the content and celebrate gourmet music. So um, if you want to be involved and be a part of our support team, you can get more information at our website, utrmedia.org, and you can do a quick link uh, in our show notes for today's episode. If you have any questions or feedback for us, you can write to us. Our email is greenroomdoorpodcast at gmail.com. Our next episode, we return to our normal format where we have one-on-one -on -one conversations with artists making some of the best music today. In fact, our next interview guest will be The Grey Havens. Won't want to miss it. I'm Dave Trout. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Green Room Door, a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Chicago, Illinois and online at utrmedia.org.